Alright guys, welcome back to uh, our special episode, part two. Um, <laughs> we are <laughs> interviewing uh, Dave, and uh, Dave, I really want you to uh, take this time, this opportunity to really talk to our listeners and uh, anybody listening that um, kind of talk to them about your story, kind of how you got to where you are. Um, and specifically, kind of talk about how long you've been in the military. Okay. Um, you have kind of what I would consider a intricate job. <laughs> um, so obviously, share with us whatever you can. Um, yeah. And and I'll obviously ask you follow up questions, just to kind of clarify things if it's confusing. But yeah, no uh, worries, man. Um, mine's I guess not as. Um, I don't know if it's cut or dry or just as uh, pump you up as yours is <laughs> in the uh, sense of you know people are probably gonna hear your story and uh, when we when we talk about uh, hey this is how I was motivated from high school on to yeah. through and you know straightforward but for me it was a little different I joined the military after I went to college so I joined back in uh, two thousand nine. Um, Went to, I was in, uh, graduated college in 2008, and prior to joining the military, I was actually a uh, youth pastor. Uh, went through school to uh, become a pastor and started working in youth ministry. I worked at, in youth ministry for uh, about four to five years um, prior to joining, and I really enjoyed it. Um, working with students is, is awesome. But one of the things that as I, as I was uh, in those latter years, right before joining, there was just some things that I started seeing with students. Uh, some of them were joining the military. Uh, I was still young at that time. I was probably man, 20, 24, 23, 24 years mm -hmm. old. And so I was just still trying to figure uh, things out and trying to experience life. And so when you're talking about life, situations and complications and things that are going on and trying to share those situa those experiences with students uh, it's kind of hard to define those um, I kind of felt like for a long time growing up that was in a bubble uh, mm. not my parents are great my, you know my parents are great I grew up having a pretty I was I lived in a Christian home um, but just was not really exposed to as much um, I joined I was homeschooled growing up uh, until high school and then went off to high school to play sports uh, that's where my first exposure of real culture I guess <laughs> happened um, but when that happened um, that's where I would say where you know things started coming into perspective a little bit more and then that past high school and then joining uh, you know, and then getting into college and then finally joining the military is when I think everything started uh, taking off. So, joined the military as uh, I was initially supposed to come in as I, I was, had an 18 x-ray contract. I was going to come in and go into Special Forces. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, being an athlete, I think that's what we all aspire right. to do. Right. Uh, well, Prior to me getting ready to ship off, I get in a car accident and end up tearing my PCL in my knee, in my right knee. And so because of that, uh, I was like, there's no way <laughs> that I'm going to be able to get through what I need to do mm. to be able to get to 
through the process of, you know, making it into the Special Forces. So, um, I already have my physical done, and there's ways to still get you into into the Army. And so, oh, the Army will get you they'll, in. They'll, get you, they'll figure it out, right? So, um, they changed some things around. They picked a different, we picked a different job. Uh, I ended up coming in as a, uh, a 12 Yankee, or at that time it was called a 21, 21 Yankee. Uh, which was uh, in the engineer realm. Um, it was a geospatial engineer working or topographic. Uh, so I was making maps, man. So I, I simply <laughs> simply put, all this land nav and all these maps that you make, I know how to make those. Yeah. Um, it wasn't bad. I got some opportunities to really learn some stuff behind the, the, the how things work and the data and all that stuff. Right. But not really my cup of tea. Sure, sure. <laughs> So, did that for, uh, let's see, four or five years. And then, um, uh, on my second deployment, so I deployed twice doing that. My second deployment, um, I got an opportunity to learn about what they call it as a 35 Lima, which okay. is counterintelligence. Okay. Counterintelligence, um, without getting into crazy detail about it, is basically just... Um, trying to we investigate people for national security crimes so when you're talking about espionage uh sabotage um sedition things that are at the national security level we look into that there's ways to figure out that and and how to do that but that's kind of where i go into that realm of, of doing things now so i've been doing that for the past uh six years so if that kind of you do the math, I've been in the army going on twelve years, yep. so eleven and a half years, twelve years. Um, but in that in that meantime of that, both like you know my previous deployments, I I spent time with doing deployments with special operations. Mm. Um, currently, I am now um, with a uh, special operations aviation unit here at Fort Campbell, and I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit different um, how I do things uh, here, but uh, that's how it kind of brings me now to, to here, right, right. <laughs> full circle. Right. Wow. So technically, you've had how many deployments then? I've had three deployments. Okay. Um, so I've had three combat rotations, uh, six month, nine month, and another six month. Okay. So... Um, two as uh, two as my old MOS, and then uh, one as my new one. And then I've had now in my you know my current assignment, I've had multiple overseas uh, trips, trips yeah. and stuff that I, you know I've spent some good amount of time in yeah. some different countries, and I love traveling. So I think this this job definitely has allowed me to. Uh, fulfill those <laughs> ambitions i got a map uh that it's a scratch off map of wherever i've been that i put in the, in the house and it's kind of fun to come back and go oh that's a new state or that's a new country that i've been to um but uh yeah so it, you know they tell you when you join them the, join them, like, oh you'll see the world and my first at the beginning like i didn't see the world and now i'm like okay i'm starting to see yeah, the world but they don't tell you that it's gonna take you this long to right, right. <laughs> to do it. Let me let me backtrack a little bit. Yeah. I got a specific question. So, how does a youth pastor 
decide that he wants to join the military and then on top of it he winds up wanting to go into the special operations realm and intel field how do how do we get from one <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying cuz i'm thinking here like okay youth pastor i don't necessarily see you as like jason Bourne, but like <laughs> How do you, how do you get there? Like, what's how do you the, deal with it? How do you get, deal with the morality of it and stuff yeah. too? Yeah. How, do how does you, it change? Yeah. Man, um, it was a journey. So, it's just to you know keep certain things and just uh, God has really brought me through um, quite a bit. But uh, prior to joining, just I had some life circumstances that had happened. Uh, I got, you know, I'll speak frank. I got married at a very young age, um, out, of, out of college, and things just didn't seem didn't work out well. Mm. Uh, some decisions just were made between uh, me and my my ex wife uh, that we just it just didn't work out, mm. and um, because of that, uh, I you know I joined the military, made some. Uh, made that decision and I for me I, I think a part of it was like I was trying to get as far away from what was my old life because I was like this I for me I look and I say well why I can't be a youth pastor anymore like you know but this is I'm about to be divorced and that and this this isn't gonna work out nobody's gonna take me mm-hmm. as a youth pastor as being divorced and so I was young. I was young at that time. So uh, I was like, well, here we go. Let's go hold it down a different path. And yeah. it, it is what it is. And so I don't want to sit. Beginning of my military career, I would have said it was probably my rebellious, my rebellious okay. years. Uh, it was my years of just experiencing life. I said, you know what? I just got to gotta go and, and do, uh, just do life and just see where it takes me. Yeah. And so... That's where I would say how it kind of went. So that maybe fills a gap of what people were wondering, like exactly what you just said. Like, how do you go from one spot to the other? Was I wasn't for so that period of time, my early part, I was really following uh, following Christ. I in in my early on in military, I kind of walked away from it. Mm. Um, So again, growing up Christian, then I walked away, uh, just really trying to figure things out. but now to bring it back of how I found God again, uh, was stationed in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and I got an opportunity to, uh, I went to a church there called Mana Church, mm. all right, and Mana, um, for those that are in any special operations, or I mean, most of the people here, if we know I have Fort Campbell, most of the people know of that church because a lot of people, somehow you, everything, all roads lead to Bragg, <laughs> that's what the, we, we say. But so we all know about that church. Um, but they, uh, I was in a small group, um, and I was in a small group, and I was actually at that time I was single, so I, w- I went through a single small group, and got to really get to know some really cool, uh, some really cool, cool people that are great friends to this day, and uh, and now I'm actually getting to do life with them again here, stationed here, and they. Uh, uh, they have kids and we have kids. It's so it's a uh, you know so yeah. Again, going back to that, we uh, I was doing life with them, um, 
and God really just started changing me, showing me that I needed to do to do, to do something more with my life, mm-hmm. and that there needed to be a focus and a purpose uh, for my life. So started just get, again starting to get back into the Word, started just getting consistent of being um, just involved in people's lives. And what was unique about that is the the training that I had going through college, becoming a pastor, and the, the you know, lack of a better word, it was a seminary. I, I got opportunity to really get into preaching and how to do pastoring and counseling and stuff. It started transferring over to my job in the army. You know, mm-hmm. as a, I, you know, I came in as enlisted, so um, being enlisted and working with soldiers and having to work with them through their some of their situations and their problems like I was able to just revert right back to what I had learned and even what I was doing with students so it became really natural uh, to me but now it started kind of grafting itself together and and becoming itself so my life really started changing when I got to uh, North Carolina Um, it's where I reconnected with my um, with my now wife uh, Rosalie we've been married Oh man, seven years. I better get that right. <laughs> but we've known each other for since we were kids, but really connected, and um, it's been it's been great. We have two kids now that we love and adore, um, and challenge us every day. Yeah. Um, but through that, you know, my my wife has walked with me from you know from walks of going from North Carolina to being stationed. Um, in Georgia to uh, to now being here and we just I mean we uh, God's really been changing us and then even healing us from past hurt like we were talking about Um, but then really just bringing us full circle to where God wants us to to be now that's really great thank you for sharing all that yeah Um, so I guess my question to you at this point is so how your life has been changed, um, what, are, what are you doing about it? What are you doing now in your workplace? How, how does that affect you now? Um, and especially having the background of ministry that you have, do you feel that that has aided, aided that? Or has it been, have, maybe you've had a completely different experience. Maybe it's like, hey, you know, I realize now that I had previous ministry thoughts that I don't agree with now, or maybe they're, you know, you're stronger in some of those convictions and thoughts and processes and kind of walk us through how you're, you're processing all that now and and what that looks like. Yeah. So when I first got here, um, and and now I say here, you know, being here now in, uh, Kentucky or Fort Campbell, you know, I was still trying to challenge myself and trying to figure out things. Um, I would say, I was, I was back on the right path, walking through my Christian walk, and still starting to. And me and my wife were, I mean, we were happy, but um, when I got here, it was still there was still some emptiness. There were still some things that we were trying to figure out. So, mm-hmm. uh, one thing that we knew when we got here was, hey, we need to get into small groups with with people we need to really engage within our church and so we we did that and that's where i think a lot of my 
really it's crazy it's the last three years have been my three four years been my transformative years mm. of my life you know even when i got here like i made mistakes i've made some imp- you know um imperfections and i look at that and go man you know listeners that might be listening to like yeah you know i've been on work trips with you and you haven't like you're right, not right. you've made decisions that probably weren't the greatest and and, and I say that is, and I say is, you know, there's been times where early on when I was still here, I, I was drinking, um, drinking a lot. Um, there was times where I was like, man, this is, and I realized I had to make who I really am. I need to be really, needs to be uh, exemplified. And I need to really show who, who that is. And that wasn't me. I was trying to kind of hold back to my old, my old life. And there's some stuff that early on, I was like, well, you know. I, I got to do the things that appease everybody. I want people to, to like me. And I realized that what people really like about me is who I really am. And so I had to kind of shut those down. So, you know, it's like I had to stop drinking. I had to start making some decisions where it was like, hey, everybody else is going out on on trips. They want to go out to a bar. Well, guess what I'm staying in? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to get into the word. Um, you know, I was doing homework, things that, so I, I said, Hey, this is, this is not my life. Um, now going into, um, where God's leading to me now and what he's showing me is, uh, the life is too short to not show who you really are and what, uh, what he's doing, what God can do in your life. I've seen within my career field and the unit that I work for, I've seen people pass away in an instant. I've seen yeah. things happen that you see them one, you seen them the week before and they're gone the, you know, the next week. Um, and unfortunately, and realize that those conversations, conversations of what is changed, of who God is and how he's changed my life, um, need to happen more on a regular basis. Um, but how does that happen in the workplace? How does that happen in a place where, you know, in the military where they say you don't talk about religion or you don't talk about your life? You don't talk right. about, you know, yeah, you don't talk about Jesus, right? Right. Or whatever you believe in. And you have to be kind of um, shut off from that. Uh, well, I look at that now and I say, well, this is one way I realize that I can outlet, outlet that. Um, but even so, I'm in a true belief that I'm not going to be, and we, we both say this, is that we're not overly preachy at work, but we're going to live our life. And because that's what it says, you know, in the Bible, it does say to be bold and it does say for us to live out our lives like that. Um, are we going to deny Christ if somebody says, oh, are you a Christian at work? No, I'm going to tell them I'm a Christian. But does that mean I'm going to be, again, overly appreciated at work? No, I'm just going to tell you what I do. If, if I go to church on Sundays or, hey, I got I got Bible study this night or this morning. Like, it is what it is. Like, we're going to have those conversations. So what is God calling me to do now is really to uh, take kind of what I've learned from back in, in college, um, taking my now 11, 12 years of military experience and kind of mesh it all together and say, how do I, uh, and you know, in the military training and stuff too, and how do I start making and help developing people? I love seeing people grow. I love seeing people changed. Um, 
I like to see to see that happen. And so because of that, I feel like God's really given me a unique opportunity here to be able to uh, be uh, able to influence people. Mm. Um, and he's given me a opportunity to do so. So that's kind of where where I'm at. Um, to answer your question more specifically about how my I guess my theology or my my thoughts process has changed, right? Uh, when you're exposed to life experiences such as death, pain, multiple people you see it around you go through divorces, um, dealing with their own addictions and hurts, and you're starting to see all this stuff, right? It really started changing me because what the biggest importance was getting into the Word and actually understanding what the Bible says. Because growing up, it was, well, the Bible says this. Well, I was just going off of somebody telling me the Bible right. says this. Right. I really had to get into it and go, what does the Bible actually say? What, right. is, what is really the truth? Um, so that's what I'm doing, man. I've been, you know, you and I have been having that dialogue. We've been doing that. And so I kind of, you know, it's great that I've had some previous training on how to get into the, into the Bible and do that. Um, and I'm trying to teach other people how to do it. Right. Um, and trying to create that uh, opportunity for people to question and be able to have those questions answered. Um, so really just trying to walk, walk people through that, that life and what's kind of changed me uh, now. So I wouldn't necessarily say my theology has changed. Mm. Um, but the way how I view things has changed. The way I've thought like how church should be and programs and um, growing up, it was go to you go to church on Sunday. Maybe have something Sunday night. You would have youth group or yeah. student ministries, and that's what you did. That was being a Christian, being yeah. a good Christian. And you, you know, you go you go to church and you sing songs and check you hear a boxes. preacher and you yeah. check your box. Now I'm starting to see that there's there's just so much more to it. Mm. And it's awesome because, you know, when you find something that you love and you enjoy, you spend a lot of time doing it. Right. And that's what I'm starting to see and, and really starting to see for myself and really enjoying. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Thank you for, for sharing all that. And You know, I, I, I want to hit on one last thing um, because I think you bring a unique perspective um, on this and... So you obviously have been through some sort of selection process to get to where you currently work. Is that right? Yep. Okay. What do you feel like you learned from that process specifically? Um, and I, I partially bring that up because you and I have dealt with a lot of um, death. Yeah. I mean, just be speaking frank, whether yeah. losing buddies in combat, you know, um, losing folks in other avenues of our life, um, you know, because somebody, you know, I, I'm in the same boat where I've been through selection processes, yet every time I've lost somebody, it seems to be difficult. Yeah. And so I, I want you to kind of talk about what you feel like the Lord has really sp spoke to you and taught you through that process. And also, if you feel like it has aided you in dealing with some hard things in life, um, and kind of talk talk that piece for us. Uh, so going through the selection process, uh, we have a thing called uh, 
enlisted green platoon. It's not as crazy as what everybody has, has said. And we all watched the videos growing up and going, yeah. the surviving the cut and yeah. all that stuff. And it's, it's not as crazy as whatever. But what I will say is um, it makes you really reflect on yourself of what you're made of. Sure. Or you find your weaknesses. It, the good instructors, or the good people that put you through those or ask you the questions and start going through, really know where to poke holes and to be make you a better, better person. For me, it was, I thought I was a good leader, but I feel like I became a better leader through that process because I started being able to self-reflect on myself a lot faster. Um, I realized where I was just weak at and being able to rely on other people to help me yeah. along the way. So, you know, to, to say that is how we are we know where I'm at now where it makes me realize the reliance on on people and not doing things alone mm. and realizing that uh, you have to rely on the person to the left and the right of you mm. you know and you were talking about uh, you were talking about death and the, 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 and those things and the stuff that we've dealt with is that you have to rely on the people that are in your foxhole or the people that are in your group because you don't like that's all that matters at that given time right and so even so is and you would probably agree with this is in the selection process is you can only focus on what really matters at that given moment right you don't worry about the next day or the next really the next hour you deal with the 30 minutes in front of you right. then you deal with that next 30 minutes in front of you yeah. and you just chew at it you know right. a little bit by bit um you know, there's a saying where they say, how do you eat an elephant <laughs> one bite at a time? One bite at a time, yeah. <laughs> and that's what it is. Is But, you know, you, you do it with those people that are right there with you. And so, um, that's kind of really where it has taught me that I can't do things. I just can't do things alone. Um, and I have to do it with other people in my life. Um, and when I started realizing that as a leader and as you going through that selection process realizing that you have to rely on every single single person like so some of the things that we do within ours is like we're taught we're, we're taught how to move certain pieces of aircraft together you, you there's no way you can move a certain piece of like you know to give an example you can't move a a blade of an aircraft by yourself it's yeah. just not possible you take it for you know a, a large aircraft there's just no way you can do that right. you have to have a whole team of people to move that um so that being said, it's like little ants, <laughs> yeah, worker ants yeah, that are doing yeah. that. But uh, it's the same way with how we're talking about with doing life is that in order to move across in life and doing things, I realized the importance of just cleaning and getting to know that person because you yeah. got to know what their weakness are weaknesses. When we were going through selection, our selection t- uh, process and stuff, you're doing log PT. You, there's no way you're going to do that lift that log by yourself. You have to know the weakness of that everybody on that log to know that if somebody needs a break or if somebody doesn't doesn't need a break, right? And it's the same same uh, same thing that the, all those those little examples like that have now been playing into my life. Where there's times where I start seeing that somebody needs me to help them lift that log in their life. Um, and there might be issues that are going on that they're like, "Man, you know, this is heavy for me." And because I've been there, I'm I'm over there saying, "Hey, let me lift the log up for you a little right, bit right, and right. help you out." Um, 
or there's something where it's like they're you know they're on this journey and they're like I don't think I can go anymore right and it's like you know what I've been on that long run before <laughs> right. let, let me let me come alongside you let me help you out so that's where the, when you when you know if you're asking me what has changed me and how that has changed me and how that plays in is it, it directly plays into that of you don't leave anybody behind um, you never quit on them um, so that's really what uh, what I've been seeing in this uh, in this journey and that's awesome thank thank you for sharing that um, yeah guys thanks so much for for listening to us this is this is who Dave and I are um, thanks so much for listening please uh, subscribe and uh, we'll see you guys next time